Okay. Alright, hello everybody. It's it's me, it's Parker. Um you know, it's been a while. Um and I don't really have much explanation for that. Maybe I'll record like a little blurb to put before this, but either way, here we are. We're back. Shane's with me again. It's Shane Huang, everybody. Hello. Shane's here, and Shane and I want to today discuss a filmmaker that both of us discovered relatively uh, recently that had been sort of on the radar for us for a while. And um, he's not a new filmmaker, so a lot of people, you know, will probably be like, oh, come on. But for us, we just watched, uh, I think, seven of his films recently. And uh, he has a new movie that is probably uh, not in theaters anymore anywhere, but <laughs> it's... Uh, um, it's the Korean filmmaker Park Chan-wook. Uh, we are going to be discussing, we're going to rank actually seven of his feature films that uh, we recently watched. And it's a really exciting um, filmmaker that uh, both of us really enjoyed delving into his uh, style and world. Um, the reason we wanted to do that is because his newest movie, Decision to Leave, as I previously mentioned, was coming out and we wanted to uh, sort of get a feel for his work before we uh, saw that movie and then, uh, yeah, get it, get it going on it. So basically today what we're going to do is we're going to kind of, the way this will be structured is if you're a Park Chan-wook disciple already, um, I think this will still be interesting to watch, but maybe it would be more kind of like an intro to Park Chan-wook via, um, uh, via sort of ranking his filmography, essentially. And uh, what we'll kind of be doing with that is just for the, the people that I know are mostly listening to this audience, just a general disclaimer I'm going to put over the whole thing. Uh, Park Chan-wook's movies are oftentimes... Uh, the word I'll use is graphic, uh, not really for the, uh, as Shane put it in one of his roots, faint of heart oftentimes. So as we're discussing the movies, uh, just kind of keep that in mind. I'm sure that'll come up again, but just to, I, I, I already know who's listening to this podcast mostly. So so for, for all of you wonderful people, uh, just, just keep that in mind. Uh, anyway, so yeah, but before we get started, Shane, do you want to do a, a sort of like intro duction from, from you and then we'll we'll get we'll keep on going or i don't know yeah what do you uh, think? wait like about me or like related no, no to sure park you can talk about, no I, I was gonna be about yeah about like park chan wook probably okay yeah you can talk about yourself too I, I yeah don't... i mean I, I feel like i've <laughs> been everybody. on here enough i guess <laughs> yeah so i really enjoyed watching through his filmography um i think to be honest like recently like the past year or so i've realized i'm i feel like my taste in movies is honestly has been less and less about like flashy stuff and more about slower films. Like we've talked about like Ryusuke Hamaguchi and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting to go through um, Park's like filmography and be like, okay, wait, I actually do like this stuff. Like, you yeah. know, like <laughs> it's like, it's not always my kind of thing, but the more I watched it, the more I was like, wait, I'm kind of a huge fan. So like, I definitely get the hype though. I will say it was a bit of acquired taste for me. Um, and I think if you're also haven't seen all of his movies and you're like starting to get into it, like just like keep watching through them and like the whole experience gets better regardless of the order you watch it in i just think like it takes a little bit of time to get used to this stuff but they're really rewarding the more you watch well they totally are no i totally agree like kind of like when you watch the first one you're like okay all right 
And but by the time you're getting to the sixth or seventh one you're yeah. watching, you're just like, I love this guy. You're, you're like, going. bring it on, you're man. <laughs> you're all right. Yeah. And I think the thing that uh, Shane brought up too that's really uh, sort of an overhead about Park Chan Wook is yeah, um, he's part of the I think was sort of called the new Korean cinema movement, and I put air quotes there because I'm not sure if I am if I made that up. Not that I made that I up. I don't know. Yeah. I wrongly yeah. designated that, but either way, he's sort of part of a, a group of filmmakers that include Bong Joon Ho who uh, won, obviously, very famously, all the Oscars for Parasite, right? Um, and so they're, they're sort of contemporary filmmakers in that kind of sense. However, Park Chan-wook, while well, you could probably say there's similarities, I think Park Chan-wook speaks on his own stylistically. Yeah, definitely. In pretty much yeah. every way. Um, they're not very similar. But what Shane brought up that does set him apart is he's not a slow filmmaker. He is a, he is a very... Um, He's very calculated, but he uses very flashy, lots of music, lots of cuts, lots of all sorts of stuff. You know, he's very full. But the overall experience of almost every single one of his films is just this enveloping, just like story, cinematic, like experience that you go through. That is just so when it's doing when it's done well, it's it's so engrossing just yeah. every time, you know, and it's just like. And really, at the end of the day, like, regardless of, like, how you maybe, like, feel about, like, his style, all of his, like, stories are just so, like, crazy. It's kind of, like, worth watching for just that. Sometimes yeah. it's crazy in a bad way. At yeah. least for me, sometimes it's crazy <laughs> yeah. in a good way. But either way, like, you just don't know what you're going to get from watching movies. And that's, I think, yeah. part of the reason why it's been so enjoyable. Because, like, every time I move on to the next film, I'm just, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? Like, I, like, I just, <laughs> we're just going to find out. And it's, I'm just here, you know, so... Yeah, yeah, really fun to to really fun, interesting director. But yeah, definitely like content warning for some of the stuff. If you're not like, there's if you're, a, a if content. You're not, if, yeah, there's definitely a lot of like graphic stuff that happens in his movies. But yeah. it's kind of it's kind of part of the part of the package. But, it is. Yeah. It is. Well, and, and the thing that's interesting about um, they're just super fun ideas every time like fun sounds yeah. like a small word but there are just like crazy every single setup in every park gem movie is super extreme super crazy and and always goes in places you never think it's gonna go just every time like the movie starts and you're like okay this is the setup this is where it's gonna go and that's it, it always <laughs> goes somewhere else it, you never know what's gonna happen and they're always just yeah, they're really, yeah, and I think really cool. besides the stories, like just a lot of the ways he like his like cinematic language is very playful. That's the word that if you like read my reviews of his movies, yeah. I like use in almost every single one of them, because like you know like the editing, like the cinematography, like the production design, like his balance of like humor and like drama, like that tone, stuff like that. They're all just so playful in ways that like you don't really see many other directors do. Oh, and totally. I think that's what makes all of them such an experience, because like. There's just so much things that are just going down, like like cinematically wise. That's just like is that is just so enjoyable. Oh, totally. Well, it's like every not, not there's not a scene wasted in any yeah. movie. They're always just really well functioned. Um, it's always doing something, even if I don't yeah. like the scenes. Yeah. They're always doing something. Yeah, and they're always like they're always yeah. Playful is the really good word because they're always do. They're always just kind of like tragic and hilarious and weird and funny and and horrifying and just like all of these different things you know just so much happening in all of these different movies so um 
yeah okay so that's sort of an introduction so now mm -hmm. i'm gonna in order of like release go through the different movies we're gonna talk about today yeah so we're not gonna be doing all of his movies just we haven't seen his full filmography yet um i think the most major one we haven't gotten to yet is stoker which yeah is, is but i think we've pretty much seen all of his main korean films yeah sort of the yeah. most this is this is kind of like the core park chan yeah. canon um the, so the earliest film we're gonna be talking about is his 2000 movie uh joint security area um which we'll get to and then the next one i think is sympathy for mr vengeance which was the film that started what has been called his vengeance trilogy and this isn't like the same characters in every movie but these are thematically similar movies uh that are all about vengeance and that is sympathy for mr vengeance is the first one and then his most famous movie is uh 2003's old boy which is the one that had the most international um success and spike lee remade it um and all that and then the next movie in the vengeance trilogy is 2005 sympathy for lady vengeance and that's the the three vengeance movies and then i think the next one is thirst yeah that's the next one yeah thirst which came out in 2009 and then the next one that we'll be talking about is The Handmaiden, which came out 2016. And then this year's 2022's uh, Decision to Leave. Um, so lots of lots of cool movies. So we'll just get going, I guess. We're going to rank the seven movies and talk about them and we'll see uh, see where everything falls. So do you want to do you want to start, Shane? Wait, yeah, real quick. So we'll, yeah. we'll both be going through like our own rankings, right? Yeah, like. They might be different, but like, yeah. Okay. So, so basically, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll each say different. It'll probably be different rankings, but we'll each say why we sort of put that there, and then we'll talk about it. So, okay. maybe, maybe we'll go over one a bit more when it comes up, but you know, sure. we'll, we'll yeah. kind of go from there. Yeah, I, I have a feeling we might have some similarities. Yeah, too. I think a lot of them are similar. <laughs> okay, the first one I know we both agree on, and yeah. this is this is gonna be a hot take if you if you're a big Park Chan Wook fan. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's it's probably gonna be our only hot take. We're not like a hot take crew over here. But yeah, so I think our lowest ranked film from these seven that Parker just shared is his most famous one, Old Boy. Yeah, that's my number seven too. <laughs> um, I guess so. Like, I can share maybe a little summary about like what the movie is about. Yeah. So, so like Parker mentioned that there's this like vengeance trilogy. So all three of them are essentially about people that have gotten wronged in some way and so they try to take revenge on like the person that afflicted them in the past or whatever yeah um and how they go about doing it and like that that's different all of them but it's, it's the central idea of like people getting revenge on another individual yeah um so with it's old pretty boy, severe usually too. yeah it's like it's like intense stuff like Very people getting dark. killed or like other things um abductions maybe yeah, yeah so, go, so with old boy the movie essentially starts with our main character and he just gets like abducted and just held in this like hotel thing for like 15 years okay yeah. like just like yeah and he doesn't even know really who did it he just, just like, randomly one day gets crazy yeah, yeah just gets assaulted and then yeah and so he's just like hiding out not hiding out but he's like stuck in this place for 15 years and so then after he and then he eventually just makes it out of there and then he tries to get revenge and for well, no they, they let him go sorry yeah. yeah yeah that's right so they, they let they, him go after 15 years and then this is this isn't like this is all set up so we're not yeah. really spoiling the movie this is all yeah like, i'm not actually gonna go too much into what happened yeah. afterward but like yeah. after like 15 years he gets let out of this like out, out of this captivity and essentially he's just like 
lost 15 years of his life and he just wants to get figure out who did this to him and then he goes on this journey to kind of like get revenge and then a yeah. lot of a lot of stuff goes down i a think i'm not gonna say more than that because i think <laughs> like a lot of his movies like you just kind of have to watch it to see it yeah but a lot of stuff goes down a lot uh, and that's kind of like the summary of the movie yeah um so i guess i was first start talking about like how i feel about it maybe why it's my lowest ranked one yeah um you know, so like we said earlier, all his movies are very playful and like stylish and kind of like crazy, right? And so like this one's no different. You know, I don't think it's, I actually think it's, there's nothing worse about this movie stylistically wise. It's not like different in that sense, which is, yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. And then I think <laughs> like thematically, I find it to be his most like immature. So, mm. okay, it's, I guess like to, to start off, it's like, it's not his, only movie about vengeance right so it's not necessarily like trading new ground um mr vengeance came up before this one and yeah. then lady vengeance came out afterwards so it's like you know he's playing with these ideas yeah um and the other ones the other ones always have some tinge of that too to be honest like vengeance is a big thematic yeah but you mean beyond the trilogy? In, in all of his films. yeah yeah i yeah. agree yeah go ahead, sorry, so it's like he, you know he plays with this idea here and so again like old boy i don't think necessarily brings anything new to the table besides that but then like a lot of the specifics of how it goes down i just feel like are kind of like unnecessary there's a lot i think this movie more than any of his other ones relies on like a shock factor where it's like oh my mm -hmm. gosh that was so crazy but then like for me after i stepped back i was like okay yeah that was crazy but then like what i don't but like i'm not okay. really like getting <laughs> yeah. anything more yeah. beyond just like oh gee that was crazy yeah and so like with but then, like, all his movies are kind of like that, right? But I just find his other movies offer something more beyond just, oh, wow, oh, that yeah, was crazy. Yeah. And so, like, at the end of the day, it's just, like, it's just, like, my least favorite one. And then that's just kind of, like, how the dice rolled, I guess, for me. Yeah. No, no, that's very well said. I mean, I think, yeah, Old Boys, like you already said, this is my number seven pick, too. And I think Old Boy, when I think about it, like, technically and, like, cinematically, like, it is impeccably done. Yeah. Like, it's, like, every cinematic device in the film and the way it's structured and it's like it is like a really well-made movie and there are like sequences and shots that are so good and it's really intoxicating to watch like it really does guide you through it so i see um sort of how i it, i see sort of how it ended up being the mainstream one not really to be honest I, I don't really understand how this one is the one that is the most famous from his canon but beyond that um, I totally agree with what you said. You just you get to the end of the movie and you get to discovering everything that happens, and you're just kind of like, but what was the point, man? <laughs> it's like, why did why did we? And I know some people would be like, that's why, that's why we made this movie. But it's like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't see. I'm just like, okay. And I think you put it better than me, so I'm just gonna quote you three seconds later, which is just like, <laughs> which is just like, he just all the all the all the ideas and all the cinematic tricks that he does in old boy, he does better in other movies and they're more interesting in other movies. And they're, you know, and so it's like, it's not, none of these are bad movies. Like yeah. these are all pretty sweet. Um, massive content warning on old boy. <laughs> um, just like big one. Um, just, I guess I should, yeah. I also want to add sort of, cause it's like, it's cause we're kind of talking around some stuff to not give spoilers away. Yeah. But I guess like a thing that I think we both agree on that we don't particularly like is like the type of 
I guess like the type of like wrongdoings that are done against the characters and the type of vengeance that they're trying to get back at each other. It's just kind of like not very interesting beyond the fact that's like, oh yeah, that's bad. It's like mm-hmm. essentially we yeah. have you, you find out there's the, essentially they have two characters that like did bad things to each other. Now they're trying to get back at each other, right? Which is again like the premise of more than just this movie. But in this case, it's like the types of wrongdoings that they're doing against each other. It's just like. Yeah, I think everyone agrees that that's bad. There's just not much like nuance or much there for me, like narrative or thematically that's like interesting. You know, it's just kind yeah. of like, oh, I agree. Like we shouldn't like hurt people, you know? And again, yeah. like that's like, and we can't really go into the specifics, but it's just like the types of wrongs yeah. are just kind of like blatantly obvious, at least to me, where it's like, yeah. that's not that interesting. It's like, we we kind of all know what like bad things people can do with each other. And I just think in this one, that he doesn't add much more nuance beyond just like, this is bad. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's just so, it's so specific and so extreme Yeah. that by the time it's finished, you're just like, and usually I'm all for being specific. And, and I think it is. Well, I think I other, like, some of his other movies do really well in being. They do. Specific. They really do. Yeah. yeah. And it's like that's that's one of the pros he has, but old boy just becomes so it's just like so imagined, I guess you know what yeah. I mean. And it's so just like questionative of just like, well, what if this happened? And it's like, yeah, if that happened, that would be awful. I yeah. I agree. Like that would if if the you know we're we're definitely talking around it to not spoil yeah. it, but um, yeah, I I think we're we're maybe we're just trying to be hot take machines here and and say that the only maybe. movie most people have heard of is the one that is uh <laughs> is the worst one yeah but, but you know like like you said earlier like it's still a very like well done movie yeah. and that's the thing that's like if you really like this movie it's like yeah that's like that's all there like all the technical stuff yeah. of it is like really good i just also found his other movies are equally as technically brilliant they're yeah. just more maybe thematically interesting for me no i totally agree and yeah i don't know for the life of me why they remade this movie i, I heard it was I, really bad like, i have not seen the remake bad, and I, I don't know why you would watch it i'm just like what, what, what yeah, would be what yeah, would be I the point know. and but, also one one small thing is the lead actor in old boy is in a few of his movies yeah it's uh a toy min seek which i I'm, i hope i said correctly um but he uh his face is so emotive it's yeah. so expressive and it's so cool and in the remake, they cast Josh Brolin, who is a great actor, okay? But he's not that's, known for an expressive face. That's true. I didn't think about <laughs> like, that. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, what, what, <laughs> what is happening here? But, yeah. and, and I mean, like, and another, like, as you bring that up, another thing that I love about his movies is that he gets phenomenal performances in every oh, single yes, one of his movies. And I think that's a oh, big yes, testament to him as a director. Because, okay, okay, like, obviously these actors are great. But also him as a director, like being able to get these performances out of them, like every single one of like these movies just have incredible performances that oh, are some of my favorites so of all do. time. So oh, it's they like, so do. And, and old boy does too. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a remarkable yeah. central performance, but the yeah. supporting group cast is also an, a, amazing yeah. in it. And and yeah, I mean what 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 Cho Min Sik can do with his eyes is amazing in this movie. Like <laughs> it is the most. He's so full of just like i said just expression and just like everything and there's also some really cool surrealistic moments near the beginning of the movie that that play really really cool (laughs) and so it's a it's a it's a grand movie um it just is our least favorite so (laughs) all right shall we continue yeah all right do you want to say number six um 
Sure. Okay. okay. So my number six, it's kind of a toss up, honestly, between two movies. I kind of go back and forth. Um, but I think for the sake of this, I will go with um, Mr. Vengeance. That's I'll, or sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. I think yeah. that the English titles, like sometimes they drop the sympathy. I don't know. I, they, they, they can be I, like, either one. I, I don't know. But yeah. I'm just going to call it Mr. Vengeance. I think that one's my number six. Um, this yeah. one was my first part time with movie that I watched. I um, yeah, I just started with his Vengeance trilogy. So to summarize, like Mr. Vengeance, you know, like we've been talking about, like he has his Vengeance trilogy and it's another one of those. Um, and this one essentially it follows like a like a kind of like a an odd little family, like a brother and a sister. And then they just get some like kind of crazy stuff happens. I think the brother he tries to go in for like a kidney transplant, but people like steal his kidney and just like all this crazy stuff happens and they try to like kidnap like a daughter of like a rich man and just like all this crazy stuff goes down and it kind of cycles through a lot of different like people essentially getting revenge on each other over and over again there's kind of like yeah. multiple loops i'd say almost of like are, people yeah. trying to like get revenge on each other and it, it ends in a very like it's a very like tragic movie i mean okay i guess all of his art but for me this one was like very somber um it is, yeah. a lot of his movies are fun and kind of like flashy and stuff like that while still like maintaining a, like a tone of seriousness this one at least for me like was not fun at no, all like no. yeah maybe if i go back i'll find some of it more humorous because again this was the first one that i watched but it's like totally it's very dark like by the end of the movie i felt gross and i don't actually mean that in a bad way it just it is what it is like i just yeah. felt so sad i kind of like the darkness of the world and i'm just like man like this is just like terrible like everything that happens to literally every character in the movie you're just like oh my gosh like that's just so sad and so yeah. like and that and that, that was like my initial reaction to the film and as time goes on i think i actually appreciate the film more i think at that moment i took that as a negative but i don't see it as a negative now um and again i think it's still like actually a pretty brilliant movie but this is just where it fell for me number six yeah, Dick. This is hilarious because yeah, that's my number six. Okay, it's okay. Mr. Vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, so so far, Shane and I have the same taste. Maybe we just have the maybe exact we list. just We're have the same out. list. <laughs> no, right. but um, no, but uh, anyways, no, I I agree pretty much down the line with what you said. I, it may be watching it again. It would seem funnier now that we're more familiar mm -hmm. with his. When did when did you watch it? Like. Was I, it, it, your was first the, one? it was the first one I watched. Okay, too. it was the first I, one for you too. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I, I was I was copying you basically just down the line, <laughs> and and I I I thought it was his first movie. Also, Joint Security mm -hmm. Area actually comes out first, but yeah, um, yeah, no, it's just it's it's it feels like his bleakest movie. Yeah. It, it's it's his most serious, I guess. Like they're all they're all serious, but everything in Mister Vengeance is still cinematically kind of playful, but the 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 weight of it is just yeah. so uh just so dark and just like and it's like you said it's not i'm just copying i'm just quoting you now it's not it's, you'll, you'll go first next because yeah like, okay <laughs> no it's good it's not it's not sad it's not like it's not like a bad thing and song yeah. king ho is in this one from yes who most people would know from parasite right um but he is he's awesome in this movie too i want to say and he's yeah. always awesome but he plays a very good character that comes in a lot in the second one i yeah no i agree it's it's one of those ones that's written really well the cycles of it all are really fascinating the editing in this one all of the editing across the board in, in, in these movies are amazing but there are some 
quiet like cuts that you have yeah. in, in this movie to like acts of violence that are really powerful that i still remember um like there's there's a scene um where somebody something very violent happens to somebody's legs and then it just like cuts to it quietly oh. yeah i'm sorry to bring that up you know you know what i'm talking about and it's just like oh yeah oh so that yeah. you know as you bring that up like this is probably his quietest film it I is his quietest film. like i don't actually like remember much of the music there probably was but like a lot of his movies have really nice scores this one yeah. like i don't even really remember how much music there was in it and also like i don't re- i don't remember any music what's their music i don't know <laughs> right like yeah yeah also like Maybe the, there the, was. the main character i guess yeah like he's like he's deaf and like i guess like he also doesn't talk very much and so you oh, find you yeah. fall like he's almost like a silent ish protagonist yeah um and so just with that added to there's just like very minimal like dialogue um even like song kang ho's character doesn't talk much he just no. kind of emotes right which no. he's yeah. brilliant at obviously yeah, um but yeah the the movie is very quiet and like i think that added to the kind of like very intense like seriousness of the film that just made it like pretty hard for me to like yeah. watch you know there's a matter of factness like you put in yeah letterbox reviews. yeah and, and things just kind of like happen and you're just like oh like there's well, almost like no build-up to a lot of it like mm-hmm. obviously just build up in the sense that like you know someone's get, gonna get revenge on each other but like when the violence hits it's just like oh shoot like that just happened that just happened yeah like something happens to um bay duna's character that i was not ready for at all um she plays the sister of the the deaf man and I was just like, oh shoot, like we're going there. Like we're just we're just gonna do that. And this like that's a lot of this movie. Like it just like goes there pretty abruptly. And you're just like, oh dang. Oh, t- that's, no, like, it totally that's terrible. Does. No, it totally does. And you're just like, especially when you just that that sequence. It's just like yeah. I just like you're just watching it and then you're like, oh my gosh, but it's not like in the other films where you're like, oh my gosh, it's like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. It's very yeah. I I hope that the uh the listening audience could could get the full physical yeah. performance I yeah. just gave there. And yeah. I will say this, I I mean this in a good way too. I think when I was watching it, it was a bad thing because I was like, nah, bro, this is crazy. But again, like yeah. I said, looking back on it, I'm like, it's very effective in doing mm-hmm. this, you know, and I, I kind of appreciate it for that. Yeah. No, totally. I totally agree. I it, it's i still think maybe it is a good first one to watch because it's almost like all right here you go like yeah like, if you want to go down this path like we're here you it know? has like, it has all of the things that you'll need yeah. to know are coming yeah um it just gets more fun than, yeah. than mr vengeance yeah. okay all right so moving moving are you ready to move on yeah okay yeah. so i'll i'll introduce the next one and i'll do it this way uh shane alluded to um music in in Park Chan-wook's movies and most of his scores in his movies are kind of this like I think the proper term would be baroque sound but it's like a harpsichord yeah kind of like you know that was very vivid (laughs) no that's good that's true that's true Um, and it's sort of a sound that's been popularized I think in the last few years in a lot of sort of art house movies but but you see this a lot in 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 Park Chan-wook's films and honestly you see them in Bong Joon-ho's movies too so maybe there's something that they're doing together yeah I haven't looked up the composer but I don't know if they share if they've worked with similar composers or not I think I think they they might I don't don't remember but but either way so 
Mr. Vengeance doesn't have this, but one of my all my one of my favorite moments, and I don't know if this is your next movie or not, but one of my favorite moments in his entire films uses this song, and I'll just it, I'll, I listen to it a lot, and it's this it's this harpsichord harpsichord like baroque sounding scale kind of song, and uh, it just gets this energy of just like the whole playful tragic comedy horror aspects of all of his movies and uh my next one uh, my number five is, is thirst uh, same <laughs> we're gonna, we're, we're gonna we're, have we're, we're, almost the same we are killing it <laughs> i thirst thirst we have not talked about this before if, it, if it's not apparent we, we, not we did not we did not plan ahead yeah but yeah. i guess yeah oh, okay cool and i have good taste um no or we have the same taste i don't know if it's good but we have, yeah, the same we, have we have identical taste <laughs> Thirst. Thirst is a film. Um, Thirst is probably, dare I say, his most freaky movie. Um, And I mean that colloquially, not literally. Um, Thirst is a film. um, Look, I I, I just want to say, I I know it's number five on the list, and that seems kind of low, but I I I loved this movie. And I don't know what that says about me as a person. I'm just going to be honest. but I loved this movie. And so Thirst is a movie about a, um, I think he's Catholic. Yeah. A, yeah, a, a yeah, Catholic yeah. priest um, played by Song Kang Ho in awesome fashion um, who volunteers for an uh, experimental blood procedure and in the process gets infected with, as it says in the summary, vampirism. But essentially he, he becomes a, a vampire is what what happens and he begins to have to deal with the fact that now he is thirsting for human blood amongst other things which he uh previously um effect- effectively was was not a problem for him and yeah. so uh like all of these movies it has this tragic comedic energy to it uh and i went into this movie I'm very fascinated by faith stories as has been documented. And I went into this movie thinking, wow, that's a really interesting idea. I wonder what they're going to do with that. And it didn't really do any of the things that I was thinking. (laughs) However, the routes that it goes down are just so wacko, wild, like I said, freaky. Uh, I just, I just really liked this movie. Um, Yeah. Uh, Big, big old, Maybe the almost the biggest content wording for thirst. If you're, if you're definitely, uh, if you're afraid of blood, yeah. might just want to pass on this movie. <laughs> I would say I mean, the, the the sex content wording maybe is pretty high on, yeah, on, on uh, thirst. Maybe not the not biggest. His, it's not his only one though. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. But there is, there's, yeah, there, yeah. there's and sex. It, and and if you movie. have a problem, if you have a problem with blood, um, also if yeah, you have a problem yeah. with like bumps on like people's skin oh yeah no, the disease that song king host character gets is so one. gross it's, it's like it's really gross. it's like <laughs> so gross. like yeah. i just yeah. it's it's a gross like thirst is just like a gross groovy like yeah disgusting kind of awesome movie like i don't know it just like it, it yeah <laughs> the way that it does vampires are it's just so sleek and just like so but not cool it's just like so like like it just like happens and they just like jump around in and out and it's just like it's so sad it's basically everything twilight should have been uh that's true just go on the record (laughs) it's just um 
yeah but i brought up music because the music in this movie is phenomenal and there there's a couple scenes where stuff happens and the way the music guides the sequences through it, the scenes are just so awesome to watch and it's just like yeah it's great it's a really cool movie honestly like i don't i don't know <laughs> it, i don't know what why did you put thirst at your number yeah five? um <laughs> I guess there's a couple of things I want to talk about for the movie. I think first I want to talk about a collaborator that Park Chan-wook has yes, recently started working yes, with. Yeah. Uh, her name is... Okay, her name is uh, Jung-so Kyung. Sorry, I don't... Sorry if I mispronounced that, you know. A, to a quote, big, to quote a, his a, most a recent film... Yeah. To quote his most recent film, I'm Chinese. My Korean is insufficient. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Um, anyway, so she's a she's a writer. She's worked on other stuff, not just with him, but starting with Sympathy for Lady Vengeance and onward, she's pretty much collaborated on all the films that he's written as well. Um, and yeah. I think it's been really helpful. I think something we didn't touch on with Old Boy and Mr. Vengeance. I think, mm. I guess, like the the way Park Chan Wook kind of like portrays female characters, I think, is not the best, maybe. I think I in general there's some issues with it, but after he started working with her, I think there's kind of like a, almost like a direct correlation with how much his female characters have improved with each movie that he's worked on with her. Oh, definitely, I'd say almost like directly, like well, okay, not almost, but like again. So I think this is one of the ones that he collaborated on with her, and I think he gets a really like the movie follows Song Kang Ho's character, but there's also a female character that he kind of like falls in love with or they have this like relationship with and i think she's very fascinating uh, she's and kind fascinating. of like yeah what her character develops into is really interesting and that's something that i, I do want to give a lot of credit um to again jung so kyung i think she does she and park they their collaborations and the way they've written characters is like really interesting i also want to talk about the actress who portrays this character kim yes. Ben. Yeah. I've only ever seen her in this movie, but man, this is one of my like favorite performances of all time. Oh, she yeah. just like the oh, yeah. character kind of like is a little bit um what's the word like kind of like withdrawn at the beginning of the film. You kind of she's kind of just in this position where she doesn't get a lot of freedom to do stuff. Yeah. Well, as the movie progresses, she gets like more and more liberated, and man, like Kim Oak Ben just goes off and she's like she's just having movie. so yeah. much fun, and it was just like so enjoyable for me to watch and that, and like along with all the things you said this is probably one of the most like fun movies i got to watch from him probably because like in some ways it felt less bleak kind of like i don't know, like vampires kind of like fantastical like it wasn't as like grounded as his yeah other movies per se and so it was just like fun to watch it was like yeah. really enjoyable yeah, um totally and this is also one of the later movies that i saw and so i think at, at the point I already seen like four or some of his movies at this point. And so by the time I watched Thirst, like I was just in. I was just all yeah. in. I was just ready to have fun. And this movie just like gave it to me. I was like, man, this movie's a blast. Dude, no, totally, totally. I mean, Thirst is just like, it, it just, it's like, it's not, it's more like a fairy tale. Yeah. Right, than yeah. it is, than it is like real life. And so the story has this fable kind of feeling to it that all of his movies to some extent have that. Yeah. Right. But first, I think maybe even the most so because it is the most supernatural out yeah, of all of his yeah. movies, you know, and it has what it does with the vampires is so interesting. <laughs> and what it does with. Yeah, and I totally agree. I'm glad you brought up Kim Okvin because she is so good in this movie. She just like 
appears in the film and just is like and it's my movie now Thirst yeah. is my film yeah she kind of takes and, over like, and like she takes to it compete over. with an actor on like song king ho's level is difficult to do but she oh, like yeah. almost like steals the show I was she no she does she i think she's the like, i think she's the standout in the movie yeah, yeah she's incredible and she's amazing and and also i would say even uh, uh kim Hyesook, who plays the the mom character yeah also, she is also really um really good performance she has to go a lot of places that are really fascinating that and at, at some point in the movie she stops being able to talk yeah and she still has to do a lot of like acting she has to, and stuff. She has to like lift scenes like she has yeah to, she, she's and it's incredible scenes. work i'm like oh yeah. my god just like the eyes like the stuff she's able to do with her eyes and everything this, oh there, yeah. there's some scenes there's those scenes there at the end of the movie which yeah. are just like oh my gosh yeah, yeah. crazy so, there's really fun don't, movie don't Off watch the walls with, don't watch with your mom uh <laughs> don't watch with anyone who doesn't like blood probably just don't, probably just watch it by yourself probably just watch don't it, watch, it, watch it watch it by yourself <laughs> and just accept that that's or, who like, you if, are now. or if all your friends are sickos too watch it together You'll yeah have a good time. if you've got if you got a freaky little friend group yeah um just 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 accept that that i i had to i was watching Thursday and i had to just like come to terms with myself i yeah. was like i i am somebody who likes this movie <laughs> Um, and I'm sure people that are really into sicko movies, they're like, that's not even that bad. But yeah, whatever. but whatever. Okay, yeah. fun movie. I I'll do the next one too because you did two okay. in a row. Yeah, I got I got a feeling this maybe is where we deviate. Yeah, we'll see. And I can't. I almost feel like this is in the wrong spot, but this is what I put down before, so I couldn't. I couldn't decide. Okay, just go with and it. I know. I'm. I feel bad about it, but I put joint security area as number four. I know, which I like. I I got a feeling you're not gonna have. Oh gee, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I and I love. Wait, so should, do you just want to talk about joint security right now, and then I'll go into my number four? Yeah, that's what okay. we'll do because it's the first time we've split. Yeah. <laughs> um, and okay. you can you can comment a little bit, but yeah, yeah, you go, yeah. yeah. Um. I, okay, I this is the most recent one I watched, and I absolutely loved it. I I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Like I. Don't even know why it's number four. Um, <laughs> maybe in the future. No, we're definitely four. in the tier where like a lot of these top ones are just interchangeable. A little bit, like, interchange- me, you know, a little bit interchangeable. Like, but yeah. I, I don't know. This movie's awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. So the sort of premise of Joint Security Area is, uh, it, it's a, it's, it's kind of a, a thriller you could say that takes place on the uh, demilitarization border between north and south korea and so for american audiences like us um who know relatively nothing about that at least speaking i know relatively yeah nothing. No, i assume you didn't know anything about it um just from the get-go it's a fascinating thing to make a movie about like it just it just is really fascinating this idea of having this thriller because you have these guards that are meters away from each other you know, right there that do not communicate with each other, cannot talk to each other across this this borderline where if one of them steps over it, it could launch a full-on war, you know, even a war that could end up being international, you know. And so you have, the, and it's this literal line in the sand. It's a literal line on the ground. They can't step over. And so you have this tension there. And the movie is about what happens is an incident where allegedly a South Korean soldier has been kidnapped allegedly by North Koreans and they find him and there's three North Korean soldiers that are that have been killed and so they send in 
somebody that's neutral, internationally neutral to come in to investigate. And the movie goes off to the races there. And it goes in ways that you will not guess. <laughs> I'm not surprised, but it, it is the word I'm about to say is going to surprise you from what I've just described, but it is a delightful movie. <laughs> like it is, it is a wonderful film to watch. It is, it is like most of these ultimately kind of tragic, ultimately kind of, uh, you know, but there there's, there's a, a sequence in the middle of the film that is just delightful. And uh, <laughs> the whole movie is just so much fun and it's just so cool. And it's song Kang Ho again is in this movie. Um, to me, he he was probably the standout, honestly. But the whole the the, the four main characters of the film are amazing. Um, another another guy that's had some crossover success in American movies, uh, Lee Byung Hun, who uh was in the GI Joe movies. <laughs> Sorry, um, but he's he was in this movie as well. And yeah, he, I thought he was. I thought he was really good. And he's yeah. phenomenal in this movie. Yeah, and the, the whole core cast is just super good. Um, you have a lot of repeat. Um actors from the other films in in Park Chan-wook's filmography or I guess the other way around in, in a sense this is his first like big film it's true his first it's like, true. feature film I this think. is where it starts and, and they repeat like, you kind you yeah. of realize that like he, he likes working with a lot of these actors and so they yeah. show up multiple times like a across. lot of them yeah. come back um yeah. it is impeccably made it has this it does this thing structurally where it's telling the story one way and then you're it's sort of like Rashomon where you go back and you yeah. see it this way and then you, and you see what actually is happening and you're going around in different ways right and it's just it's just so good and by the time I saw this this was the last one I watched the most recent one I watched I was so fully on the train when it started I was just like so excited <laughs> I was like, where are we going, man? Let's go see it. Like, let's go see what's going to happen in this movie. And it just, it has one of the all-time, I don't think this is a spoiler, but it has one of the most devastating final shots in a film, like, I think ever. However, the word the word for joint security area area is delightful. That's the word. That's the word you're gonna take. You know, away. I will say I think this is a great movie if you want to start watching this filmography. Like it's his first yeah. like big feature film, but it really showcases a lot of what he does. It kind of it showcases does. his like twisty, windy like plot structures, as well as his like crazy like balance between drama and like humor and, and tragedy, like, seriousness yeah. and like delightfulness and stuff like that. And suspense um, too. Like, yeah, and suspense. It's like yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got it's all there, you know. So if you if you want to like start watching movies, this would definitely be, I think, a really good place to start. And, and the content warning on this one is not as high. It yeah, is, that's true. It it's pretty easy to watch. I, I not, think it's even some not, violence, but not. I don't. Even a lot of it's not R. shown, yeah. kind of as part of like the suspense nature. Like some things are hidden, and so yeah, yeah, yeah you don't really see a lot. Yeah, it's probably his most approachable Tame. movie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah it, it really is. Too. And it, it's it's phenomenal. Unfortunately, it's not really streaming anywhere. I had to watch it on Tubi of all things. So yeah, I checked me- it out from my library. Which a lot, I watch a lot of his movies from my library. So shout out to local libraries who have Korean Honestly, films. Yeah, <laughs> well, even through Canopy, that's local libraries. A yeah. lot of them, yeah, a lot of them are Canopy yeah. as well. So yeah, Joint Security Area though, amazing film. We'll hear more about Shane's thoughts when when he reaches it. I I'm almost ashamed that I put it this low, but. <laughs> no it's it's a it's a good movie yeah all right what's your number four 
Okay, my number four, I'm I'm in the same boat where I'm like, dang, yeah. it fell this low. Like I love this movie. Yeah. My number four is Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. Dang, yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. That's what I thought was good. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like this movie. This was the second, no, third movie I watched. Yeah, after Old Boy and Mr. You, you did the Vengeance trilogy. I did, yeah. Right, I yeah. did the Vengeance trilogy in chronological order. Um, so this movie, yeah, it's the final one in his Vengeance trilogy. Um, it focuses on a woman who gets put into jail because she like kidnapped and murdered or allegedly kidnapped and murdered this young boy and so it's just like Mm -hmm. she's just like a terrible person right and just like how do you like kill a kid or whatever um and it kind of like follows as she gets out of jail and kind of it's actually like i actually almost don't know how much i want to say because what she gets vengeance on is kind of part of it so yeah Yeah, it is she maybe was like wrongfully put in jail i guess i'll put it that way <laughs> maybe there's, i don't there's know quest- there's questions maybe. about she? yeah about and so she you find out nature. more stuff about her as she comes out of jail and kind of just goes on this journey a lot of it i was, like the reason why i feel like it's hard to say is because when i watched the movie i was kind of confused i was like wait so what is she doing you know and like mm-hmm. and then that's kind of part of the journey um but she tries to get revenge but then it kind of goes into a much bigger thing i feel like yeah the beginning of the movie feels it's about like this one character and you're trying to figure out what she's doing, but then it kind of opens up this entire network of people that have all been kind of afflicted by different people mm-hmm. and whatever. And you kind of find out about like, it's not just her perhaps trying to get revenge. It's about like a whole, again, like a whole like network of people that have been harmed. Um, and it's just like very fascinating the like how it kind of all unveils. And um this is the first movie that uh, Jung So Kyung collaborated with, I think, with Park Chan. Yeah, the first I, I think, it, I think it is the first collaboration. Um, and I think this is you the can feel first, it. <laughs> yeah, this is the first movie where you're like, okay, there's an interesting female character. I think in all his other movies prior to this one, he has female characters that sometimes I think are poorly written, sometimes I think are just like there. But this one, it's like, yeah. ooh, this is a this is like a three-dimensional this is a four-dimensional character like character there's a lot going on behind her um and yeah i I also i guess like also want to say like the the actress who plays our lead character uh lee young a she is really good she's in joint security area in a smaller role she's great there but here she is like oh she's yeah it's phenomenal again she does a lot of stuff there's a lot that goes down and a lot of different faces that she puts on oh and she like pulls all of them off so well and i just think like thematically it's very interesting again it's kind of hard to talk about specifically his vengeance trilogy with the thematics because it's like i don't want to spoil a lot of stuff yeah but where it goes i think like in contrast to old boy i guess perhaps is that like the ideas that he presents here i think you know are about revenge or whatever but there's a lot more nuance, a lot more things that you can take away with it that make you that leave you thinking more than just like, oh man, that's crazy. It's like actual like, huh? Like, how would I feel about this? Like, I don't know. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, totally. really phenomenal movie. Felt the number four for me, but really, really great movie. Dang no, I I totally um, yeah, I totally feel that like I don't know where to put them. You know, the thing. I think I'll talk more about Lady Vengeance when uh-huh. when, when I say it, but like. It, I, it's almost like a one of those like uh what would you do in this scenario yeah. kind of movies you know and definitely it's like, perhaps one of his more philosophical movies in yeah that sense. Is, i think yeah. a lot of his other movies are like man that was ooh, that was crazy but this one's like huh i don't know about that like it is it's very you thinking at least you're thinking and and i'll say more later but i, I don't know the style 
is just on point in this movie. Just yeah. like like even just like the costuming is just yeah. like great. Yeah. Anyway. I, I actually I guess like on that point, I think his earlier films, like all his films are very like visually vibrant. Um some of his films I think more or less, but like this one, there's definitely like, it's very nice to like look at. Yeah. I think it's it's very like visually like yo, like he's he's cooking, you know. It it is dark. It is very it's a very dark movie. Very, yeah. very bleak. But I'll talk. I'll say my piece about yeah. it. All right, it's your turn. I think to to keep to bring us into the top three. Oh shoot, that's right. Okay, so that was my number four, Lady Vengeance. Okay, number three. Woo. Okay. Yeah. Like, all <laughs> these are just like beggars. It's like it's crazy. Like okay, my number three was The Handmaiden. Mine too. Ooh. So this is pro- yeah. okay. So this is probably his most famous movie outside of Old Boy. It is. Yeah. Um. Though honestly, like I didn't really know much about what it was about prior to watching. I just heard a lot of people like talk about the movie. Uh, it's number. It's number thirty-four. I think on on uh the letterbox is like top two fifty. Yeah, yeah. So very highly regarded movie, and rightfully so. It's yeah. Ooh. Uh. And this is also his most recent film. Um. Prior to Decision to Leave, he's worked on other like projects between there, but. This is his most recent film. Yeah. Besides decisionally. Um, so uh yeah, I guess like it's a period piece, which is kind of fun. So it takes place in the 30s, and it's about I guess the movie begins about this girl who's like part of this kind of like pickpocket, like thievery little group. And she they try to like infiltrate yeah. this rich heiress's house. Um and which this came like, out, this came out three years before Parasite. For anybody that's true that maybe yeah that maybe was was <laughs> was thinking something there yeah <laughs> so they try to like so she tries to like go in and like kind of like work as like a handmaiden for this like rich woman and they try to like their, their plot is essentially kind of get away with a lot of the money they think this um rich lady is really kind of like dumb and doesn't really know what's going on and they want to kind of like steal a lot of her fortune or whatever but then things go down and things like, go it's down crazy <laughs> um yeah so it's uh Oh, it's such a juicy movie. I think like there's <laughs> that's a good I, don't, I don't even know. It. I don't even know where to start. I'm trying to see like what do I want to talk about first. But yeah, it's a very juicy movie. Um, maybe I'll have you start if you have okay. any thoughts right now. <laughs> sure. And I'll I'll try to pick up because I don't. I'm like, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> no, it totally is, and it's hard to talk about without spoiling it. But I I think for our audience, it would make more sense to do a non-spoilery one of Park Chan-wook than a spoilery one. Um, but all the love for the audience hello all all six of you the audience um <laughs> no i think the best word for the handmaiden is, i don't know why i'm doing like one word whatever's but i think uh, romantic and not yeah. just not just there is some of that uh love you know based romance like idea right but just like in every aspect of that word it is it is a romantic movie it is very sweeping it just grabs you and it takes you in but it's still a park chan wook movie so it's a bit devious and a bit graphic and and a bit tragic and a bit playful and a bit dark and you know all and violent and all sorts of all these things but it of all of his movies i think this one is the most that just like completely just just i i don't know it just envelops you i guess as, as a viewer yeah. to some extent i i mean it's like i don't know if that's true or not but it, I, I, it is a, it is a period piece and it has a lot of those feelings of period piece just via Park Chan Wook style. Yeah. And so it's yeah. like you you get a lot of what you would normally love about a good period piece film but you just get it inside of this like really 
uh deviously constructed uh playful movie but there are there are some scenes of genuine just like joy in this movie yeah. which is something that you don't see very much in his filmography um the handmaiden has a lot of of just really beautiful really just beautiful moments in this movie and the two central performances in the movie which are um kim min hee which i hope i said that right and uh kim taiji um and they are play the one basically one of the characters who is kind of the mark who is the the more wealthy woman who they're, they're that's kim min hee yeah it's kim min hee and then woman. kim tyree plays uh the the titular handmaiden right yeah um i think actually though in korea i I think i read this on imdb so who knows but the title isn't the handmaiden it's switched it's like the heiress or something oh like really so it's like it's like it's a switch title which is interesting huh. and makes sense if you've seen the film a bit more that you could have some of that designation but either way that's sneaky, actually. It like, is sneaky, right? Whoa! Like in, in America, it's without spoilers, that's like, ooh, that's kind of, it's like kind of sneaky. Um, um, but yeah, I just want to, yeah, like to add a couple movie. things you said. Yeah, like as a period piece, and also just I think as like a, perhaps like a later film in his like you know in Park Chan Wook's kind of filmography. Like, yeah, this movie is just like so gorgeous. Like the production is design. He probably had like I mean this is probably his biggest budget film like by the time he made it you know yeah and so you can see like that money's it's going to work you know like just the the costumes and like the set designs of like this like big mansion that they like are in for most of the movie and everything it's just so nice it's just like very just like it's extravagant and like intricate mm -hmm. and just beautiful and there's a lot of like pieces of like artwork and stuff throughout the movie that I'm just like whoa like this is like where do they get this from like it's just yeah. yeah. Really, really well done stuff. Also, like Kim Min Hee, this is like this is my second favorite performance in Park Chan Wook's filmography. Uh, if you follow me oh, on Letterboxd, yeah. it's pretty obvious which one my first. But she is so good. She is so good in this movie. She's and like again, it's it, it really it's really helpful that Park Chan Wook like his stories like give a lot of stuff for actors to work with, and I think he's a good director, and he hires the best actors in Korea, so it all just comes together. We're just like, oh my gosh, this is cinema, and yeah, Kim and he is just so good. Um, and I think she's she's just phenomenal. Movie, and also Kim Tae-ri is also very good. They're both just like they knock it out of the park, and I'm just like, very good. Um, also, yeah, I think like thematically, this movie has a lot of like interesting stuff. Um, but I like when you talked about how it's like it's a I don't know if it's like a joyful movie, but like there's a lot of joy in it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um it's a, dark, think, it's a dark movie. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of tragedy in it. But yeah, keep, yeah. keep going. Sorry. But like that's something that I think is really yeah, it's just like what makes it really fun, you know. I think like you're you're kind of you the whole you know, it's a playful movie, right? Like the plot and everything. But like there are these genuine moments of joy that just feel very like euphoric and you're just like happy for like some of the characters and stuff like that um and yeah it's just it's so interesting and uh i want to talk more about bubbly i don't know how much to say but it, it is yeah yeah no, i totally agree it's like all his movies especially this one you really should go in more blind than not and so i agree definitely recommend definitely content warning for huge content yeah warning for art like sex especially. and violence and stuff yeah. definitely all of the all of the above in this yeah movie. yeah and and i put on letterboxd i think i think there's some debate on on the sex in this movie yeah whether or not it, it is sort of male fantasy or male gaze 
Yeah. My my first inclination was that it, it kind of is in some sequences. Um, yeah. And so fair warning on that. Yeah. There's, there's, I think that's something that I think is actually, I'm like, yeah. I think there's actually pretty good uh, discourse around that. Honestly, is, yeah. I feel like all around, I think people feel mixed about it and I think it's good. I think it's definitely something worth talking about. Yeah, we're definitely not it, we're definitely not like the dudes we are, like we are not declared a statement <laughs> but i yeah i think like in general there's actually there's like pretty productive discourse around the depiction of like sex would, in this movie. I, yeah i would say if you watch yeah. it watch it and then and then read what people have to say about yeah. it I, i've read stuff that i thought was really good on yeah i've heard like really good opinions on both sides of it and so yeah, yeah. and yeah. i think i that, won't say much more about that but but i, I will say yeah. it it it, it's it's like almost a perfect film yeah. honestly like it feels it feels yeah it just there's just there are a few things that held me back on it but it, i think it's, yeah. it's 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 a beautiful it's a beautiful movie and the music also like the music. i was just gonna say i was yeah, just yeah. gonna get the music yeah. goes hard like i've been listening to Ooh. it a lot <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah i don't know yeah yeah yeah, really cool. yeah. very just that's all i can That's assuming we have the same number one, but I'm pretty darn confident that, that what I'm about to say is is a flip-flop of two and four, yeah. So, uh, because my number two is is Lady Vengeance. And my number two is Joint Security Area. Yeah, okay. So now we all know what's happening. But um, <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll say my piece about yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Lady Vengeance, and then you can talk about Joint Security Area. Um, I was really close to giving it a five-star, and, and I don't actually know why I, I did it. I don't know, but... Rewatch it. Drop the five star. Probably you know, that's, just that, one of those. That, that's what we'll do. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I think it's because it's the most recent one I watched. So like mm. I have I when I saw this movie I've now just like just no it's not it's the second most joint security area is yeah, the most recent yeah. one but whatever. I just like when it started I was like oh here we go I was like I was like here we go <laughs> here we go and then by the time it was over I was like oh man like <laughs> I was like. Pretty oh, much. Wow. That's I was like oh, that movie wow. is on a downhill slope, not like quality, but just no. Uh, it's, it's on an uphill quality wise, but yeah. it's, it is it is yeah. it is devastating. Yeah. Like I think that's what I put in my review, like feeling destroyed. But that's kind of how that that is sort of what Park Chan-wook's movies make you feel like. You're like I'm feeling terrible, and you're like thumbs up and like happy about it. Like like it's great because it's not like a Ingmar Bergman feeling terrible. You know, it's yeah, just it's like, a fun terrible. It's just like know? oh wow, that's a horrible thing. Um, and I just, I just, it felt like a classic, like I said, mortality tale, like a classic, um, uh, what would, what would, what would you do in this? But he did it in such an interesting way. The literary value of it, maybe just to me resonated so mm. strongly of, of the, the story. And then the way that he ends up adapting it is, is phenomenal. You're, you already mentioned how just awesome, uh, Lee Yoong I hope. Yungae's performance is it's the lead as the main character mm -hmm. and she's amazing in this again I mentioned a bit the aesthetics just the red eyeshadow and the, yeah. way the, the gun the looks nice. and, and just like the way it's just 
it's just like yeah. oh the gun just, yeah it's yeah, just yeah, so yeah. it's just so good and nice. and i i just yeah i just was like watching it and i i had to accept a lot about myself becoming a fan of park chan wook i just had to be like you know what i am someone that likes these movies I, I, I'm, I, yeah i'm in the same boat you know it's like day i guess i'm just the type of guy that likes his movies like, i guess i i i think the parker gearing of a few years ago would be like this guy makes appalling movies but i don't know what's happened to me um <laughs> uh, but <laughs> his movies get you bro like they, they get he you gets you like he, he, yeah like but i just yeah i'm not even sure why lady vengeance maybe ends up at the number two spot but that's where it is today it could change right like handmaiden was number two handmaiden was number one for a while but handmaiden <laughs> handmaiden's been there joint security area has been there so I, I I don't know, but to, as it stands, that's what I got with Lady yeah. Vengeance. I I just I've listened to the music a lot from it too. Also, just just the same harpsichord baroque sounding. <laughs> just it's so good. I just love I I just loved it, and it, it did it did what the I think the other thing yeah is it it hit this similar thematic ideas of the Vengeance trilogy, but just in the way that I'd been wanting them to land the whole time. So it just like got what i had wanted from old boy and mr vengeance to some extent but in lady vengeance it was just like ah, oh, yeah there it is yeah. that's that's what we that's what we've been looking for there it is we got it and and it's yeah it's feeling destroyed thumbs up <laughs> yeah i think i mean i think in a lot of ways it's one of his most like meaningful movies i mean i mentioned the word yeah. like philosophical earlier but like there's there's a lot to take away from the movie um more so than just like oh that was a good movie like there's a lot that like is really interesting to like consider in that movie oh it totally is yeah. um yeah it, it again it, it is a content where it's pretty violent and the just the nature of the story it's is, really dark it's very yeah. upsetting um yeah. so so definitely if you approach if you approach anything in the vengeance trilogy just know that that's like it's all gonna be pretty bleak and pretty dark and pretty gross so but it's also very but i think um i guess like also on that note i think it it contextualizes the darkness better than i think old boy and mr vengeance does i feel like old boy mr vengeance is like dang people are bad and the world is dark and it's just like cool like that's that's what i wanted to let you know and you're just like oh i feel gross now yeah (laughs) but lady vengeance like the world is dark and like we need to like think about what that means you know like we have to like what do we do as humans what is in this that, world? What is that know? darkness? Yeah. 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 And so I just think it's it's really fascinating in that aspect. Well, and the and the I won't give it away, but it's like, but the the sadness of how cavalier the evil is in, in the film Lady Vengeance is very disquieting you know and you have to you have to approach it in a in a way that's very interesting. But I also feel I think what maybe makes it effective in a way is that lady vengeance is perhaps one of his more realistic movies mm. which makes it really hard in a way but like there's still a lot of stuff that's kind of like oh God, i don't know if that would really happen but a lot of the stuff that goes down you're like i've read a news article about this i've yeah. like seen this happen before yeah yeah you know and it's like it's not i vampires. think that's kind of yeah yeah you know like so it it kind of makes the thing that that's kind of what I meant. Where like it's like real world stuff it in is, a way yeah. that you just have to it you is. have to you have to think about this, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a great film. Really, really good, good movie. movie. Yeah. All right, you you get to talk about joint security okay. area. Joint security area, man. Um, yeah, I think 
Okay. So I think something about this movie is that like it's just a movie like for the fellas. Like it's his <laughs> first movie. It is. And like it's just like for the dudes, you know? And it's like it is for the fellas. So a lot of the movie um is kind of about like human relationships. Like I actually like don't uh, it's not like too much of a spoiler, but like we're right, we have these like these border guards, like North Korean, South Korean guards on the border. And, like, they don't really get to interact because they're just, like, enemies, right? Or, like, they're, like, positioned as enemies, yeah. right? But then it kind of goes into, like, into their relationship and, like, what it means to be in that position, but also what it means to be, like, human, what it means to be, like, Korean, like, in a sense. And, like, yeah. I think it explores a lot of this idea of, like, just, like, dudes, like, <laughs> like super well. <laughs> Oh, totally like that's like, a, that's like a, not a good description, but yeah, I think the way it kind of explores like human relationships in the context of like geopolitical like forces, I think is really interesting. You know, I think as an American, I just like when I think about North and South Korea, it's just like oh, these are just like two like divided countries. Like you know, South Korea is like more open to the world. North Korea is kind of like enclosed, and like I don't know what's going on there. They're kind of like, like it's like crazy or whatever, you know. But like yeah. I don't think I don't really get to think of the people as much. Um, especially with North Korea, you know, like in America, we just kind of get told about their leaders and like their like nuclear weapons or whatever, but like, we don't really think about the people. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't yeah, know, like South Koreans think of North Koreans or North Koreans think of South Koreans. And this movie kind of explores a lot of that. It just like, it, it presents itself in this conflict of like these two nations and like this issue, like, but at the core of it, it's just about people who are just trying to like be people. And I think something about that, it just like, it really hit me. And it's just so like, beautiful in a way you use the word delightful and i think that's a really good yeah. way to describe it because like there's a lot of joy in this movie too we mentioned that with the handmaid but there's a lot of joy in this movie um and i think it's really cool to see that in the context of like the plot and everything and also just like the so it's kind of like a mystery right like, like just like a murder and trying to figure out like who killed who and that whole all of that stuff is really fun too just like the way it things is. get revealed and you're like oh shoot like what is that and then everything but yeah i just i really love this movie and i think maybe it's easier for me to just like rank this movie higher because like it's just a movie for the bro so i don't have to like think <laughs> yeah. about other stuff regarding like perch and look at how i feel about maybe the way he writes like female characters or whatever i just like hey you know what like guilt-free like hey like this is for the bros like no criticisms <laughs> this one was just for the film yeah yeah beat. just for the fellas so <laughs> no. No, yeah. that's totally that's totally that's really well said. It is one of his more human movies, I think. Yeah. Even though it's still inside of like a thriller. Yeah, it's crazy, plot. like yeah, plot or whatever. Yeah. And I think you brought up something too, you've alluded to several times. I think, yeah. It it is really a positive thing that he is working with um Chung Su Kyung as a, a writer, right? Because I think that, mm-hmm. that has really enriched his screenplays and helped the the especially the the characters in his films become yeah. stronger and more dynamic and more interesting um because i think in the previous films a lot of the women characters are mostly just like plot devices in a lot yeah. of ways it just yeah. like, you know aspects of of how to get things so i i still don't know if it's like i mentioned i don't know if it's perfect across the board i don't think that there's you know um i'm not sure if we can necessarily designate much of this as feminist necessarily right but i think that but I also we're not the authority to talk about. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, you know. Like I'm just but, a dude, and I'll just but, watch his movie. That's for the dudes, you yeah, know. So yeah, like, yeah. But but I would say, yeah, I I I do think that there's improvement. But either way, I agree yeah. with what you're saying about Joint Security Area, and I think it's it's a yeah, I think it's a phenomenal movie. Yeah. So, all right, so we'll say it together. Woo-hoo! 
what our, our number one pick is 2022's decision, decision to, to leave. leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, see. I'm like high key like addicted to this movie. It's so good. <laughs> you mentioned you the beginning it? of the, I saw it twice. You, you twice, mentioned yeah. the beginning of the podcast that's probably out of theaters. It actually just opened in this theater downtown Milwaukee. So I'm gonna Bro. try to go watch it when I go home for Thanksgiving. It's oh, so good, man. It's like this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, actually, I don't think it's like I think from what I've seen, like by the people that have, like watch this movie, I think most Perchard movie fans probably don't consider it his best film, but man, I do it. I just, I love this movie so much. It's no, just, me too. Yeah. It's just, to me, for one, it is operating in the sort of genre, not noir necessarily. It is the noir, right? But it's operating in in the kind of like structural film that I just love to see. Mm. Like this is the, this is a similar, it's similar to, you know, like Vertigo or, or Parasite or Mulholland Drive or something like that. Not, not, I say Mulholland Drive, not the weird thing, like the way that it's like. But the initial together. setup. Of, yeah, yeah, you know, the yeah. setup. And so I just love that kind of thing to yeah. like go pop off. But it's just like, it just feels like, I don't think he's made a movie that is as tightly just put together and just so well structured and well uh yeah made right? yeah like, that's simple <laughs> yeah. but it's just it's just so well made and it's just so like i think you've said it's just juicy like it's so like, juicy you're just like ooh, yeah and it's just like the cinematic stuff is all fire oh uh, I, I think before we go to specifics we should probably maybe talk about what the movie's about in case yeah. you haven't read up yeah. about it it just yeah. you know it came out this year but it, it follows a detective um played by Park Hae-il, who he, he's been a detective for a while. He, he uh, kind of looks into like murder mysteries. Um, and he comes across a case of a man who like fell off a mountain. Like, like he was like climbing and he like fell off and then like died. Um, and so the detective is trying to like investigate this murder case. Um, and one of the potential suspects is the man's wife and who's played by Tongwei, which I will talk about in a sec. But um she yeah she's like uh yeah she's the dead guy's wife and the detective's kind of like trying to figure out if she's like guilty or not but then he kind of like starts falling in love with her and then it's like oh shoot like like, what do we do from there but then it's like did she kill her husband or was it like i don't know and then it just goes into everything and it's just so good and and yeah it's kind of like a lot of it's kind of like a procedural like you know he's like a detective just kind of going through the stuff and like uncovering like the mysteries or anything and so like that part is very fun, but also like their relationship between the detective and this um dead guy's wife. There, it's like their relationship is just so interesting, and just like the where it goes is just like ah, uh, so so good. Oh, it's phenomenal. No, I I totally agree. It just like I think a lot of times, and this is this is me getting a bit tangentially esoteric which is a cool thing to say um but i think i think a lot of times lately modern day audiences engage with films based solely on storyline to some extent they like what is what is this narratively satisfying for me and it's not even that they like really well-constructed narratives all the time they're just looking for what is the literal thing that happens in the plot line of the movie and one of the things I, i love about decision to leave is it has a really intoxicating story and plot, but a lot of it is just presenting you with this cinematic, just like, like feast that you're just like sitting amongst, <laughs> like, I'm just like, it just happens around you. And it's just like, but it's all so smartly done that it's all within 
an incredibly well-made narrative. And so you still have this storyline that is incredibly interesting and ultimately really emotional that weaves you in and out through this thing that is also this textural kind of cinematic landscape. Um, you know, I used a lot of pretentious big words there, but basically to say, I just, it's a fun movie to watch that also is very emotional that I think has a lot of depth to it. And you talked about Tong Wei's performance and she's, you probably will more, but she's just amazing in this movie. Like the, the, the things that her character has to do throughout the film that she just brings you into just effortlessly and, and sometimes deviates you from, right? And the sort of dance between her and Park Hail, I hope I said that right, but the dance between both of them is just so good. Like you're just watching it happen. I've only seen it once and I wish I had opera. I had to drive to Seattle because uh, there was a, a certain rock movie that, that was uh, in every other theater uh, the weekend decision to leave came to Mars Scorsese is right. Mars Scorsese Marty, was right. Marty had it. Um, and so I had to drive to Seattle to see it. I haven't really had, um, yeah. I really hadn't, I haven't had the opportunity to see it twice, which bums me out because I, I really want to, I would love to see it in theaters again. Um, but it is, it's a phenomenal movie. It's just, it's just really, really magnificent you know to use a superlative word but it just it's just like you just like it finished and i was like that's it right there man i'm like what that's what i that's what we're looking for you know i yeah, really I, do, I really do no, think yeah. oh sorry i, just, no, you know, you, I yeah. really do think it's gonna age as considered to be one of his best films like i really yeah. just think when 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 if years and also like i mentioned this kind of movie i i use i dropped three of the greatest movies ever made and put this in the context of it i was like i'm like vertigo parasite mahal and drive like and i i honestly think it keeps company with that yeah. kind of film you know i, I honestly do yeah so anyways what were you gonna say no i was gonna say I, i'm like if it's not clear already, i'm extremely biased i love tong way as an actress yeah. um in like preparation for this movie i not only watch part-time movies films but i also watch her movies like I she's not more. in you a were... lot of movies because of various you know like in film industry politics stuff that i'm not gonna get into but i want i try to watch as many of her films as i can and she's just such a good actor and she's so underrated and probably my favorite my favorite chinese actress and then she just kills it in this movie and it's like it's a perfect role for her because she's so good at a lot of this kind of like subtle like acting where like kind of like don't really know you don't really know how to read her but she's just like giving you stuff and like and it's just such a good place for her to shine and i'm just so happy this movie is like somewhat accessible i guess compared yeah. to like a lot of her other movies honestly well kudos, um, to, kudos to movie for doing i was gonna say yeah know. like if you can't catch it in theaters like it'll be streaming on movie um if you want to catch it there but yeah she's just so good in this movie um also yeah i also want to say like i think this is probably this this is probably like my second hottest take on this podcast, but I think this is his most technically excellent film. I yeah. think a lot of like the editing stuff here is like the best of all his other movies. Yeah. And you're like on a, you're the, on another level. It just Yeah, like, like he's going on another level. And then like just like um one thing that I think is really cool about this movie is that it uses technology very well. So like there's a lot of like stuff with like smartphones and like smart watches like recording audio or like calling people. Also, like Tongwei plays like a Chinese character, right? So she doesn't like she's not fluent in Korean in the film. 
Um, and so there's a lot of like, like translating stuff with yeah. like smartphones and like the way like the sound design and the editing comes together to like use this like smart like you know like technology stuff is like so crisp and clean mm-hmm. and it's like better than any other movie I've seen to like in the way implemented technology it's and so that's just like one aspect of the editing right that's like one part of it it's just it's so good oh it's just it really is and, and there's like there's a shot that of, of of a person running that just keeps coming back in my head just every day. Just this, just wait, wait, which it. which part? No, there's it's it's the perspective one where the camera's like with them and they're running, and it's when he's it's turning. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, but, that's a super minor part of the movie. I know, but it's, it's so super sick. minor. But you're it's just like, so oh yeah, you're just like yeah. that's so cool. And then the ending, I just think about all the time. Yeah, that's something that I want to talk about. Like, we can't give a lot of spoilers, but like, it it's like so emotional. Cause like, yeah. you know, the first time I watched the movie, I was just blown away by like the technical side of it, you know, the acting and the cinematography editing. I was like, this is just, oh, 100%. Um, but then like, I kind of I like, like, you know, I like the story and stuff like that. But the second time I watched, it, I was like, oh, like the, the ending just like hits. And like, so much about this movie is about like, longing and needing for like human relationship and like mm. people struggling and failing to get it essentially and like it's like so like painful in a way but like it's so like interesting and i think um i don't know i i think it's also like it works in a contemporary sense i think like in the context of like the past few years with like COVID 19 and just i think in general people have been struggling with like you know like getting the human connection they need and I think this this movie does a really interesting way of sort of portraying that. Um, yeah, totally. Just about the the need that we all have innately to like want to be with other people and kind of how we maybe fail at doing so and sometimes or how other things in our lives come in the way of those. Oh, I totally agree. I I think it's one of those. It, it's 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 about connections lost, really, and yeah, in, in, in connections that we incapable of of of, yeah. of connecting you know and things like that and i think it's yeah it's just an awesome movie man it's just so good you know i would say i could probably yeah. i could probably record a whole other podcast just about this movie maybe, so maybe, like, maybe we should do one, a, spo- a spoiler film spoiler? Like, oh that's a good idea yeah. Yeah. but well, yeah definitely try to watch the movie if it's showing anywhere near you in theaters you really should try to watch it in theaters but if not yeah coming to streaming soon if you so. can't it'll be it'll be out there um yeah we're not even sponsored by movie um, no, I don't even have. I don't even have them. I'm sorry. I don't have a lot of money. Um, but they have, they have a good library. They really have a good library. Huge kudos to them for for yeah. getting this movie uh, yeah. to us over here in America, and as far as as uh, getting yeah. it out of the main cities where where uh, movies yeah yeah premiere. Um, but yeah, I mean that's Park Chan Wook. That's that's what we've seen from him. He's got several other features. He's got a mini series that he did. So there are there is more to watch that I'm excited to to find out more about him more. But that's sort of our, our intro to Park Chan Wook, you might say. Um uh summarized. Uh yeah, he's he's an exciting filmmaker. Do you have a do you have a sort of anything else you want to add, a closing statement or so? Or um yeah, I just think like you know, I think in in almost every facet of like cinema his moves are very rewarding. And I think we've kind of covered a lot of that. You know, I think um, there's a lot of directors that like excel in like one thing or the other, but I think he really excels in almost every facet of it. I think that's like, that's like extremely impressive. And I think that's what's been so rewarding about, 
you know, like watching his films and talking about it is kind of getting this realization like, man, like everything is just like, he's, he's got it, you know? Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, highly recommend anyone listening to like, give it a shot, you know, like I content warning for some things or whatever, but really like, his movies are really easy to fall in love with the more you watch them. Oh, they totally are. And and on Decision to Leave, virtually no content warning. That right? too. Yeah. This, this one is this one is very approachable. Yeah. So if you're if you're a little bit worried, um, Decision to Leave Joint Security Area. You can yeah, those are probably the easiest to go see both of those. Watch uh, them. They're great. Um, but really, really cool. I mean, you said it really well. Cinematically rewarding in every facet. I mean, that's very well said. So. Yeah, check check out um, check out Mark Jim Blue. Check out Shane's reviews of this. There's some really good stuff that you got here on Letterboxd uh, throughout all of it. Follows cool. I've recently check out uh, my YouTube too. I posted uh, some video clip compilations I've started doing, so you can go uh, check those out. Um, there'll be more. I apologize again, guys. You know, I don't know what happened. I did succeed in watching the Halloween thing I said I was gonna do. But oh yeah, you never never, never followed up. So maybe it. maybe I'll follow up on that soon. I I don't know what happened, guys. You Wait, know. thirst thirst was part of that, wasn't it? Thirst was part yeah. of it. Yeah, <laughs> thirst was thirst was thirst was in the in the Halloween montage. I did a whole string of, of different vampire films. We had we had, a, we had a whole bunch of them, but thirst was was on the on the list. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why that dropped off there, but. Um, hey, maybe that's the next episode. So. That's 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 yeah, forthcoming. Maybe. But here's Park Chan Wook. Check out all our stuff. <laughs>